There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Look at my sister, beaming in the light. Excuse me, I have this little mini clip-on panel. That's that's <laughs> your eyes playing tricks on me. But you have star have quality, and when you smile, it reminds everyone of happiness. I don't know about that. I do. I don't know about that, okay, because I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe this is, this is Monday, this is Monday brain, but I Are you, like- do you have Monday brain? I've got Monday brain. I had a, sorry to be a millennial. I had, <gasps> su- I had the Sunday scary. <laughs> what happened on Sunday? <laughs> nothing, nothing happened on Sunday. It was just that, 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 like the anxiety thing of like lying in bed on, on, on Sunday night. Oh, you know? oh, and I, oh, and I, this is so hack. We can't talk about it. I just didn't sleep well last night. And so of course today I'm like, Oh, I don't know if anything's right. You know, it's cause you were partying yesterday. I, I was saw not the partying. Insta stories. I saw you at the Titan. I saw you. Joel Joel Kim Booster wanted to go for a couple hours. We said yes. Joel Joel told us to go. And then as we left, he said, um, I was like, well, at least that was safe. And he goes, yeah, but it's like outdoor transmission isn't not a thing. And I was like, then why did you tell me to go to the damn party? Well, now you have to be quarantined because you have the big film coming up. I have the big film coming up. Yeah, I do. I, I did realize today. I was like, we got to we got to. 
perm it up. Yeah, batten down the hatches. I'm coming to New York for an undisclosed reason, and I'm also going to be quarantined. I love that. And I I'm just going to sort of be there for an undisclosed reason, which has sort of not been announced. And I'll be yes. quarantining myself. Uh, but I will see my sister. Are you excited to see me? How much? One through ten. It is. The meter is broken. Do you see the meter? I'm showing you the meter right now on the Zoom. Hmm. The meter. The dial is fucked up. Fubar, as they would say. Oh, my God. <laughs> our guest now, is shaking her head. Our guest is shaking her head because of Fubar. Because <laughs> of Fubar. Um, well, I'm excited to see you two very much and excited to come back to New York. I feel like I just got back to L.A., whirlwind trip back to New York. And here we go. We're going we're gonna to be New Yorkers together. Oh, my God. You know, I I think New York might be might be over soon. I think New York what? might be done. I think you have to stay think, there for so long as a cast member of the big show that takes place there. So how do you feel about being in such a dead fucking city as per your own words? I, I don't <laughs> know. You this, say this. I'm because I'm telling you, I'm like depressed on a Monday. This is all uh, the, I, yeah, yeah. I welcome to being a millennial faga. <laughs> welcome to faga. Oh, speaking of that word. Oh my God, we have can to we discuss quickly the new check in on 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 Matt. On current Mr. events Damon? are happening as we speak. We speak. And fucking Matt Damon only realized a couple months ago in the year of our Lord 2021, you can't say faggot because he said it at a dinner table as a joke and his daughter was mortified. He said, what do you mean? I said it on and stuck on you. And uh, we're and we're supposed to think that that's like an okay, an okay reason. Talking about stuck on you like it's like. Brokeback Mountain, like it's a document we have to look back on and say, like, yes, this this points true north. Like it's the movie stuck on you. Just because you said it in the movie stuck on you doesn't mean that you can say it now. I think it, the only way it would have been okay for him to bring up stuck on you would have been to say, Greg Kinnear and I had anal sex. Yeah, so I can say it, and I've been like, yes, you can say it. Had him and Greg Kinnear, when they sort of got their prosthetic off, because they famously played conjoined twins in the movie. Yes, this is a movie that he held up in high regard, and he did play conjoined twins with Greg Kinnear. Um, Fine. I mean, had they fucked on the movie set, and that been part of the sort of discussion at the dinner table with said daughter, then he could say it all he wants. You have have Azalea Banks rights. You can say it. Azalea Banks rights. So that's actually rule of culture number 100. Azalea, Azalea Banks, Banks rights means you, you can, can say, say faggot. faggot. Well, gosh, I mean, we don't really have to discuss it. We, we it's Flopiana behavior. Well, we hope that Mr. Damon, you know, we give him a non-judgmental space to learn and grow. And I hope, you know, in this little, I mean, but in that piece, I guess like that the, the guy who wrote that that profile or, or, or whatever it was opens with, you know, he Matt Damon's candor is that he says things that are like, he kind of sh- rattles things off as if to you know make a headline he's kind of like sure he's like no i know it's 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 whatever i mean uh but it's just i think we just give him this time now to hopefully i don't i I don't want to say learn and grow because i feel like that's just not that those words have been um rendered meaningless maybe since last summer but we, we we wish we wish him the best 
truly all he had to do was say nothing or just be like make jokes about Ben Affleck and J and J Lo and like things would have been fine. But here's the thing about Matt Damon: he constantly speaks out of turn. Like no one asked for him to say this; he kind of just offered it. Just like no one at like he remember when he sort of fell for that trick that the reporter was. It was like in the midst of Me Too, and this one reporter was like, "Okay, so in I your love, estimation, I that time I love that time. such a." <laughs> Such a time, Such a, a whirlwind, a, 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 a culture shift, you know? Uh, and so remember when he sort of fell for that reporter being like, so in your opinion, what Me Too's are, um, what what men should we be like, ah, eh, let him off? And what men should we be like, oh no, what they did was really what bad. And he question. did literally be like, okay, well, Harvey Weinstein's bad, but like this person's not so bad, but this person's bad. Like he literally like went in mm -hmm, like as if we mm -hmm. wanted to hear from him. He totally fell for it. So I just think, like, just just don't talk as much. Like, I you know. didn't need to say faggot. This is this is something that we all can learn from. We can all just do less. We right? need new celebrities, I think. No, I've been no, saying no. it for years. I think we need new all new celebrities. Sometimes I think about, like, who we've been talking about for so long, and I'm like, we need a new slate of famous mm. people. I'm done. I, I, I can't talk about these people anymore. Our guest is absolutely raving. I offer up our guest as one of the culture makers. New celebrity. New celebrity. Literally, new face. We have to new congratulate face. the guest on getting JFL new faces for stand-up. Well, I want to hear all about how it went. I want to hear all about how it went. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then you must, everyone must watch her new visual feast. Uh, a special, if you want to call it that. It's hard to categorize, and that is what our guest does so well. It's called the Sarah Vaccine. It's on Means TV, worker-owned streaming service. We love that. Did you hear that Megan McCain dragged Kath, uh, Kathy Griffin today? Our producer Megan McCain course, dragged dragged Kathy Megan Hilton McCain today. Into this. Uh, I just, <laughs> but did you see the news that she like dragged Kathy Griffin today? Because well, Kathy Griffin well, announced Griffin that she has, has lung, lung cancer, cancer. and so yeah. they brought that up on the View. And Megan McCain said, "I think it's terrible that she has cancer." One time, she made fun of my best friend, who's like my brother, Clay Aiken, for being gay, and this was like it really hurt him. And wait, um, Clay so I don't Aiken like was her. her best friend. Well, Clay Aiken is Megan McCain's best friend, so I she see. says. So okay. then, after all that, Clay posted a photo of <laughs> Kathy Griffin and him on Twitter, like hugging, and he was like, "Love Kathy Griffin, nothing but light and support." And one time, she even hosted a charity for me, and like, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. So like, these two women are fighting <laughs> over Clay Aiken in this in this year of our Lord twenty. I think I think Kathy Griffin isn't fighting with anyone. I sh I think she simply came out and announced that she has lung cancer. And I think all we needed to do was support her, but that's not what our producer Megan McCain did. She said, sad that she has cancer, but I don't like her because one time 20 years ago, she dragged my friend Clay Aiken for being gay, which is like, hello, fucking I, when's hell. Her, when's her last day? When's I Megan thought it was supposed to be Friday, but apparently she's back this week. And then Mary Trump came on to promote her new book and Megan McCain sat out the interview and Mary Trump called her out on air for being a coward and not wanting to do the interview with her. So there was drama today, even in Megan McCain's last week. I think Megan is Megan is part of the people who just need to be replaced, replaced. celebrity wise. Uh, this, this, so, so you do agree? We all we need all new celebrities. I didn't disagree when you when you mentioned that earlier. You were hesitant. No, not at all. I proposed. I I yes and did even. <laughs> yeah, well, the best <laughs> thing you could saying, do in comedy. The best, best thing, thing you could do. do in comedy is it's yes a rule of culture. It's rule of culture number seven. 
the best, best thing you thing can, you do, can in do in comedy, comedy is, yes, is and. yes and and i when i and i yes anded you i said our guest deserves to be in the new slate on the new A-lister. roster a lister just such a, such a fantastic multi-talented artist a visual art genius practical gore body horror savant um please check out the Sarah vaccine on means tv um and oh jfl new face yeah powerhouse powerhouse performer and part of the wonderful collective hell trap nightmare they just moved from chicago to la we're so happy to have her everyone please welcome sarah squirm i'm over here laughing my ass off i didn't see you i didn't see you make a peep i didn't i thought you were frowning and judging I was hooping and hollering. Hooping. <laughs> hooping. Hooping, and, hooping and, hollering. and hollering. It's literally a front runner for title of that. Literally hooping a front runner. Do you play basketball? Absolutely not. Never a day in my life. You seem you, like you could play ball. You seem like you could ball. You really do. Because I'm six foot one. Yeah. yeah are you? You're... <laughs> never, never. You act like you've never seen the girl. She stands at five foot seven, I'm going to say. Am I, am I correct? Nice for you to say it is five foot five, but I do find myself more imposing than five foot five. I yeah. I remember you as like a five nine girl. I'm gonna say I remember you being a little taller than me, or you know, you made me feel small, which is what every gay man wants to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm annoying, so my energy shoots <laughs> upwards. <laughs> you have a re- you have a resonant annoying energy that goes right through your head. I have the Hello. same thing. Hello. <laughs> Do you think you you self identify as annoying? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying. I think we should reclaim same. the title. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so powerful. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I walk into a room and you're gonna be pissed off in ten minutes because I'm here. So what? <laughs> but you're able to like you're able to like refract it through like a, a, a little prism that you're like you're self aware of. And like it, it, it comes off as like, oh, but she's like cool. Like she, like she can do like she can, she can, she can challenge this voice or whatever. Like I feel like that's like the Sarah Squirm, like you know, way cool, annoying girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly so nice of you to say. But then when someone is performing annoying and they're self aware of it, it almost makes you chaotic evil because you know how annoying you're being, and yeah. yet nevertheless she persists. You don't you don't use your powers for good. You in fact inflict it on the people watching. I think all three of us can be called empoweringly annoying. We can or it's it's like I I'm okay with being annoying. What's the what do you all what do you both think is the most annoying thing about you if you're to self-examine? Whoa. Bone Yang first. Uh I fucking use like awful vocabulary words, like SAT <laughs> words that no one above the age of 17 should ever use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my disease. What okay. about you, Matt? I think that I'm annoying because I often make things about myself and um, feel the need to perform at all times and what would be considered uh, relentlessly... Um, uh, sort of uh, needing to be the center of attention. So that's <laughs> okay. kind of annoying. I have a so, follow-up to that, but okay, interesting. And Sarah, what about you? And I would say that I'm annoying because I need to look like a clown who just got hopped right out the clown car at all times. <laughs> all eyes on me in the center of a ring, just like a circus. Like a circus. Come on, oh Brittany, Gene. Brinty. Brinty. What's your follow-up? My follow-up is, okay, how do you guys feel about this statement from like, like uh, uh, someone who comes in and is like, 
I don't know. You guys do too many bits. It's like it's hard to hang out around comedy people because I hate always bits all the time. I think we've all been on both sides of that, though, right? Like, we've all been in a room where, like, this is too much. I don't like this. And then we've all been on, on the side of it where it's like, we're doing, we're engaging in the bit to read. Right? The yeah. I, I, I think that I've definitely, like, I used to date someone who often was not comfortable around the comedian group of friends because there was a lack of, I guess, genuine conversation or like maybe it was kind of taking over. And I was just like, yeah, but sometimes sometimes you got to just go for it to entertain yourself. I don't know. Mm. I, 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 when people are like, Ugh, I, I, the one person who was left out of this didn't feel right about it. I'm like, well, then maybe this isn't the space for you, right? That if I feel left out of something, I'll be like, cool, I, I'm not going to do that again. I don't know. I'm not going to complain about it. I will say, I have noticed, there are people who run their stage bits on you in conversation. Oh, that's that's awful. I fucking hate that. No. And you can tell because it's like a little (laughs) too built out and the references are a little too pointed. And you're (laughs) like, And they're pausing for laughs. (laughs) Yeah. They're holding a microphone at the restaurant. (laughs) I think it's fine if someone's doing a bit and then they discover something and then later you see it on stage. But if you've sort of seen it on stage and then it happens to you in real life, that's spooky. That's that's like scary. (laughs) Ooh, that's really tough. Have you ever been at a show and someone's performing and they're like, so I was talking with my friend the other day and then blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And then you're like, I'm the friend from the other day. Oh, chilling. That is chilling. You have goosebumps. You're pointing to your damn arm. Damn arm. And do you guys want to know what Goosebumps is in French? And I think it's so fucking cool. Oh, my God. He's like sort of circling back to the thing he said about himself that is annoying and <laughs> bravely going there. No, I, th- that's a, that's a vote. No, I'm talking about like SAT words. This is a French translation. This is another language. So it's this totally different, different from what you were saying. It's not annoying. <laughs> no, it's, the SAT's it's, in France. It's entertaining. France. The SAT's yeah. in France. Go on. It's Cher de Poule because... Growing up, you would read Goosebumps, and then you'd read the French version in Canada and in and, and Quebec, and it would be Cher de Poule. But de speaking Poule. of Montreal, Sarah, tell us all about the wonderful festival Just for Laughs. Well, your girl Sarah did the festival Just for Laughs in Los Angeles in a room yeah. full of only industry people. And after I got on stage, every comedian came up to me and said, hmm, so it looked like you did 15 minutes of there instead of five. <laughs> Did you go over, in fact? this. We haven't performed in a while. No, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. My biological clock's off. I would say I didn't do it. <laughs> you would know if you did 15. I would wait. Okay, so I did see the light. And for those listening... Yeah. The light How would we describe the light? Minute. I would say the, the light no, is... No, the a... light sometimes means two. What are they, did they tell you explicitly what the light was? So they go, they go this, they go red light. You got a minute left. Okay. Flashing red light. It's time to go off the stage. <laughs> right. I'm up there. I'm having a, I'm hooping and hollering. Having <laughs> yeah. <a time> of <laughs> life. I mean, I'm really so, and I'm like, oh, I'll wait for the flash to happen. Never see the flash. <laughs> 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 and this is true. To say, this is true. At You're gaslighting. You're not gaslighting. No, I saw the light, and then they never flashed it. Emergency, emergency. We, we, where the police were getting you off the stage. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because 
I didn't get the scolding light, and I almost got the. I only got the courtesy light. Yeah. Like, eh, so I did six. Eh. And then I get off, and and one of our dear friends who shall remain nameless said something to the effect of, "Felt like ten. Say their name. Say their name. What? Who cares? Who was it? Drag Sydney. them. Sydney. Washington. Sydney. Oh, Sydney Washington. Sydney, who has never been on time to anything. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, Tiger. no. Literally, also, what? Sydney's never gone over? Yes, Sydney's <laughs> never run the, run the fucking light. Come on. And I'll say this I wish she would have, because I yeah. like to see her perform. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like no if you run better. the light, it's like they should be so lucky you're up there for double the time you're supposed to. You're a new they guy should be so lucky. Me, you guys are paying me X. Meanwhile, I'm giving you two X. I'm giving you three X. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're giving an arc, mama. <laughs> three X. And it's so funny because, like, I was a comedian in Chicago for like 300, 4,500 years. <laughs> now I'm 49 years old. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It is true how the, it's those things are so important then. And then, you, yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? And now you did it. And now it's like over. And now it's over. And guess, and you know what? My, and you know what someone said to me? I go, they go, how was the, how was JFL? I go, fine. Yeah. They go, yeah. you know what? If you bombed, then the show would have been important. But because yeah. you crushed the house down, mama. <laughs> yeah. Mama. <laughs> yeah. It's all one under the B. Saying that it's fine is probably the best fucking outcome. Yeah. Well, that's good job. And if I don't see 20 million in the bank by two years from now, then the festival means nothing. <laughs> I can tell you, I went in 2017. And it was years before I'd see 20 mil. Mm. It was years. 40 years had to pass before I saw my bank account finally reach 20 mil. And you're also 49 years old. I'm 49. (laughs) Well, Busy Phillips math, I'm 49. Sitting in front of a Rothko. Sitting in front of a Rothko. Sarah, did you paint all this yourself, the mural? It's gorgeous. I mean, Yeah, I went insane over the pandemic. Well, to my mind, this I did this. To our right so is cool. a 20-foot mural of eyeballs. And that's a door you can't tell. Oh, yeah. my God. I love that. You painted mm-hmm. the door. That's hot. A square eyeball. But you've never seen one of those before. No. no. I haven't. Well, maybe in some SpongeBob SquarePants. Maybe in some random universe. Where yeah, maybe in some <laughs> random other universe, like a cartoon or something. Maybe but in the Lego movie. Certainly never on this plane. You guys are making me laugh so hard. (laughs) (laughs) We're being stupid. We're being the most stupid creatures. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us the funniest thing you've ever seen. Serious? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us the moment you laughed the most. Like, and then we'll both we'll all say the funniest thing we literally ever seen. Yeah. Okay. It's really I like can't describe it. Okay. Wait, Matt, you're from Long Island. Oh yeah. Oh, we have yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah. I'll schedule it over the next hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Does Sleepy's mattress company exist? Yeah. Oh, we know elsewhere sleepies. besides yes. Long Island. Yeah, I don't know if it's I, I actually it's one of those things where it's like that could be a local thing or a national thing. I don't know, <laughs> but it felt it certainly felt very local. <laughs> well, this is when I go. OK, hi, my name's Sarah Nicole. I'm going to open a mattress store. What do I call it? Sleepies. Yeah, he, you know yeah definitely. I mean? definitely. There could be millions. That really works. OK, so how is this the funniest thing you've ever seen? What happened? I was there? like 10 and there was mm-hmm. a Sleepies commercial on the television. <laughs> And there was a kid jumping on his bed. So crazy. He <laughs> laughed so hard. Oh my God. That is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Thinking about a kid jumping on their bed. So crazy. <laughs> Literally. I'm, I'm laughing. What are you talking about? I am laughing, laughing my ass off. L-M-A-O. Laughing my fucking ass off. I was like, boing, boing, boing. And he was like jumping on his sleeping mattress crazy. <laughs> oh my God. He lost his absolute mind. Was he like a kid? He was like a little tiny guy. And then I, 
I like can't even. Okay, well, the punchline is he's he's jumping on him mattress crazy style, and the sound effects go boing boing boing. That's the before the sleepy mattress. Oh, oh, oh my god! Yeah. And after sleepy mattress, he's jumping on him. <laughs> Okay, that is literally okay, so funny, and That's we lost Sarah, Sarah Nicole because of it. She's we'll sort never of like, know what happens on the after table. the sleepy's bed. No, the but that was, bed that, that's in. literally one of the funniest things I've ever heard. All right, so no, Bowen, I want I want to hear the end of this. But is there an There's end? There's an arc. The, yes. She's okay, about keep, to going, tell us. keep going. Keep going. Get the sleepy mattress, and the kids jumping on the bed, crazy style, instantly falls asleep. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> years later, I was woken awake in the night. That's straight up right, and I was like, I need to find this commercial from my youth. <laughs> And I found it. Oh my YouTube. god! Oh, you'll have to it's, post when the, when this episode we'll goes up, so everyone can can see. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is this a cartoon boy or a real boy? And that's the thing; it's a real boy. Oh, oh I was shit. picturing. Surely, in my head, I thought it had to be a cartoon boy because what you were describing was just so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I for can think of the that. second funniest thing I've ever heard. You can go because I'm gonna do two too because I realize right, I, right. I have two that are so, I have two. it's so tied. I have two. It's so tied. Yeah, oh okay. shit! Wait, so can tied. everyone do their one so I can find the exact first and last name of the person who said this? All right, yeah, Bowen. Okay. Do you okay. want to go first? I have. Well, okay. So I I, I had to do this thing uh, for uh, where I had to I had to find I had to sift through old photos and I, and what I did before I deleted Facebook like 45 years ago is. <laughs> Just like downloaded all my old photos, saved them on this drive. And then I looked through my old profile pictures. And remember, like 2009 was such a dark period in Facebook culture. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. And it was like yeah. right around like probably when I discovered Reddit. And like it was just like random, you know, like random ass photos that made you laugh, even though like nothing was really happening in them. Right. And have you guys seen that the, the, the photo of the llama or the alpaca with no legs? Yes. And it's, and no yes, ears. I remember this. And it was just, just like a lump. It's just a worm, like a furry worm. That's it's an L, and like it's and, and it's <laughs> and I think that and I looked back at that. I was like, I back then thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life, and now I look at it, I feel nothing, and I'm like, I was a I was a disgusting person in 2009. No, that is so funny. The alpaca that's only a body and a worm, a fuzzy worm. That was literally so funny. It's ableist of me. <laughs> It is that, not. But that's, that, that's my no, number one. No, it's random humor. It's very <laughs> random humor. It's random humor. Random humor. Bring back random humor. Matt, what's We yours? need to bring back random. Okay, so I I have to... Um, they're sort of like both musical sequences in film. So first of all, my runner-up is in Muppet Treasure Island when they're taking the roll call and they cut to this one gorgeous woman and she says, Aye, aye. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> She's literally so beautiful. Playing with gender. Yes, it really was so shocking. <laughs> I had to laugh. And in that same movie, um, that's my runner-up. And my one from Muppet Treasure Island is the cabin fever sequence. <laughs> you ever seen Muppet Treasure Island when they do, we got cabin fever? Anyway, that I probably watched a million times. And also the Duloc song, from track, the Duloc song. The song from that, the little like when they open the box and the the Duloc 
song happens. Do you like it? What's such a per- yes. I know the whole thing. Perfect place. <laughs> that I think I watched that a million Please times. Keep off of the grass. Yeah, it, and they did this play where it's like um they were Please supposed keep to say off ass. Wipe your, sh- wipe your shoes. Rub your, your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was so joke. funny. Oh my god, <laughs> it is. Shrek literally. holds the fuck up. Shrek holds the key. It's actually rule of culture number 50. Shrek holds the key, the key. to humor. You know you hold the key. Stinky onions. That's right. Yeah. There was a, there was not a scene in Shrek that wasn't so funny. Absolutely. I'm making waffles. Oh, please. Oh, please. When on. he said I'm making waffles, I was like that is hilarity. <laughs> Sarah, what's your second thing? Well, then in the time, I also thought of I t- I thought of two more things that are really funny. Say okay. both. I've never okay. wanted to hear both more. <laughs> I did not to brag. I did a show at the Hollywood Improv. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last week, and a comic known as Wayne Fetterman. Okay. He's on Wayne, Wayne Fetterman. Fetterman. Shouts out to you, oh, bitch. Shouts to shouts Wayne. out to fucking you. Gets on stage and he says, "You know what? Comedy." If I can make one person in this room laugh, oh, I'd suck. There are like 40 people in here. And I went, <laughs> That's really good. I would suck. There's like 40 people in here. I love that. Huge. And he would shoot himself in the head to think that that's, that's my impression of what I think. <laughs> <laughs> he delivered it much better. And I've never seen the man's comedy, but my impression of him can't be right either. <laughs> And you're going to see him and you're going to be laughing. I'll, say oh, I'll be laughing my ass off. LMAO. And then the other joke that I just thought of that's this is actually the funniest joke of all time from the three amigos. And they're like, oh, is that that's a male plane? And someone else goes, how can you tell? Can't you see his little balls? <laughs> oh, man. That's really good reaction out of you guys. But no, that's OK. You have to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Bowen, what's your second? I, what, what's your second funniest thing you ever heard or saw? <laughs> mine, mine is like I think it's something from like the South Park movie when like like Saddam Hussein pulls out his dick or something. I don't yeah. know. Like that was like as a kid, I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever. Yeah, absolutely, seen. Saddam Hussein's dick. Also, remember in <laughs> Team America: World Police when they had the really long sex scene and the puppets yeah. were like fucking. Also, when that movie <laughs> started and the puppets started to come out, I literally, me and my cousin were screaming, <laughs> laughing, rolling on the floor of the fucking sticky theater. It was we couldn't believe that was the movie. Wait, um, no, okay, the, I have no, I have, a, I have a third thing. I have a third thing, and this because because the the Team America thing reminded me of this. In the Reno 911 Miami, and the movie. Oh, the best movie of all time. The best, best movie, movie of all, of all time. time. And it's, there, there's, there's like a whole like scene where like um, Jim Dangle and Trudy Weigelt, um, Carrie Kenny Silver, and Thomas London's characters are are in the motel about to have sex. They start yes. to hook up, and then it cuts to this. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It cuts yes. to this insane sex scene between two people with incredible bodies. Yes, yes. And then it, and then it pulls out to the wide, <laughs> and it's these two other people, and the guy says, "Oh my God, someone's filming." <laughs> 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 never seen it but i'm laughing never seen it but I'm Wayne, sarah you have to you honestly have to. you have there, to it's, the it's dumbest so good up. across the board <laughs> everyone in the movie is so funny carrie kenny silver kills it when you plan nisi nash is unbelievable there's a the rock <laughs> is so the rock funny. is in it for like two seconds and then explodes like it's <laughs> so good also paul rudd is has a cameo in it it's just 
it's it is so stupid anyway it's it's so dumb and i used to i used to like watch that again and again and again and think why aren't more people talking about this we've had to talk about it on this pod before i don't think we've really talked about it anyway it's so funny i did three matt what, 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 what do you have a third one do i have a third one? Oh my god i mean when i saw adele dazim happen i did oh, yeah. I, I've, I've never felt like that before I, I i would describe it as beyond euphoric like it felt like it felt like it something happened to my body where like I've I don't know if I'll ever replicate how how much joy I got from watching <laughs> him say Adele Dazim and then the cut to her <laughs> and, and I just I've never and that was the number one moment in culture history of course of course um, one but it bears repeating because it really was was so fucking funny Sarah has her hand raised and I'm calling on you yes Sarah Nicole. And can I can I pose a counter to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do impression of this really important. I mean, if that's gonna be the number one um, in culture history, there's gonna be a Sarah Nicole number one in culture history. Okay. And I'm gonna do an impression of it, and you guys have to guess what it is. And I really hope you've discussed this on this podcast, as it is a cultural touchstone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grape stomping lady. The grape stomping. <laughs> and it sucks because you know she's in a lot of pain but she punctured a so lung funny. oh no is that true i think like her like her oh, rib wow, wow. she cracked a rib and it like fully impaled her lung oh. and that's why she sounds like that. <laughs> no it's, it's not quite that but it's, she was she was i think she was hospitalized but she also sucked she was such she was such a little piece of shit in the lead up to that. Well, she was, they were like, stop stomping on the grapes. And she goes, I'll stomp on the no, grapes. No, no, no. Yeah. She, <laughs> well, and then like the, in the lead up there, like they cut to her from like the, the news desk and she's like, Okay, we're here at the winery. What are we doing? Like she just like <laughs> was such a fucking fucking dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> I would also like to. Matt, um, Matt has his hands raised. Yes. Matt. I would like to say another really funny thing that happened, which was one of the funniest <laughs> things ever that ever happened, uh, which is Scarlet takes a tumble. When Scarlet, Scarlet took a tumble, takes a tumble, maybe we can be together. Together we look. Boom, boom, boom. Oof. 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 She was hurt. These people were hurt. No, she she posted it and was like, LOL. She thought it was so funny. Scarlett was unlike the grape stomping lady, not critically injured. Like she she moved on and got the humor of it. But I just couldn't believe that someone would set up a camera and record themselves singing so seriously and get up on the table. And then the way it fell. Oh my God. Sarah Sarah was gonna bring up something else. Yeah, she has a Sarah 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 Nicole. Nicole. I would also like to propose another really fun, funny moment that happened in culture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is when Fergie sang. <laughs> the anthem. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Bowen Yang, you have your hand raised. I like to call on you. This is classic. Mm-hmm. This And this is, there's nothing more 2009 than this. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sitting, Sitting on, on the toilet. On the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. toilet. Yeah, honestly. That was viral videos. Like, nothing happened. One thing happens in them. And now Mm -hmm. it's like on TikTok, you get full stories and shit. And like, it's so like rich and like so much. It's so dense. 
But like back in the day, early viral video days, like double rainbow, we wouldn't shut the fuck up about it for like two months. No, yeah, we also, Bowen, I mean, you know what's really stood the test of time? You know what I like the most? Cake, Cake farts. farts. Let's get this Let's done. Get this done. Hmm. How am How I going to do, do this? And this I, is my counterpoint to the TikTok yes. of it all. Okay. Cake farts. Cake yeah. farts. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> We're talking about moments in time <laughs> where of sheer total violence yeah. that happens spontaneously. TikTok, yeah. we question authenticity with TikTok. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We question the authenticity. We'll, we'll never have a lemon yeah. party again. I think we're past lemon party. <laughs> or like two girls, one. Remember like two girls, one cup, like where you were? Yeah. Like, I don't think we'll ever have like shock moments like that ever again on the internet. I have to say, I've I'm, never, I've never been able to get through two girls, one cup. Why, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's blame horrifies me. King, I'm not kink shaming. I, I, You're kink shaming. They're enjoying it. I know they're enjoying it. And I celebrate them. I just when I tried to watch it, it was like it was okay. No, I can't even talk about it. As you can see, oh I my god, got, he's a red. Oh, and how do you say goosebumps again? Cher de poule. You're getting Cher, Cher de, de poules right now. <laughs> I, I, no, I I had Cher de poule everywhere when I tried to watch that. Am I oh my is my god. pronunciation good? Cher de poule. Yeah, that's really good. You guys are both really good. Thank you. What was the last time either of you, and I'm serious about this, threw up? (laughs) Go, girl. (laughs) Go, girl. What was the last time time either of you, in earnest, in serious, Uh YouTube searched epic fail? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I can tell you. Our college pals, and this includes like you know, yeah, this is like, probably right. Yeah, this is like this is like Anna Dresden, Andrew Farmer, like are that little coterie of people when we were all like you know in school together. Like we would just go to each other's dorms or apartments and then like look up epic fail epic videos, fails. and they're still yeah. cut. They're still cutting them together. Yeah, it'll be like best epic fails Q one twenty twenty one. Like they're co- the compilations. The compilations are nuts, or they're, they're themed like you know sled epic fails. <laughs> dog water epic fail you know like all these so many categories so many verticals of epic fails and i mean it's a whole like sector of the internet that's still thriving as much as we're like oh epic fails remember those so for me it was like probably like three years ago as recent i know that's that seems recent but as recent as three years ago what about you I'm begging the both of you on your ha- on my hands and goddamn knees. I am entreating you. <laughs> this is something I did at a low point in the pandemic. I don't time. I'm not too proud to say I have time. <laughs> and you YouTube epic fail you, and you, you had a really it? fun time. No. What'd you do? Oh no. YouTube. I'm gonna say estimate. <laughs> The humble estimate, three hour minimum. Straight news anchor fails. Oh, I love news anchor fails. Also, like when they accidentally say like fag and they're trying to say flag and they're like, oop, uh, sorry, flag. News anchor fails is so good. The the one news anchor fail to rule them all. We all are in agreement on what that is, right? No, say it because it's escaping me. And I'll, I'll agree. Sarah, do you know what I'm about to say? Like the ultimate like, news anchor fail? Can I it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> next up we have. 
<laughs> the person who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest, but he's gay. I mean, excuse me, he's, he's gay. gay. Sorry. He's blind. <laughs> Wait, that's the but he's gay. No, no, he's blind. <laughs> But you can't he's gay. Beat it. You can't beat it. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> it but he's gay. Oh my god! Nope, nope. He's blind. I'm, well, I'm sorry. He's blind. So we're we'll, we'll hearing more on that. Her, her trying to save it. Nope. So he's blind. So we're, we're we'll hear more on that later. And didn't she come back after the break and was like, I'm so sorry. I think I said he's gay, but you know, he is blind and, and he's here. Uh, wait, Sarah, what were you mouthing? What were you mouthing? I couldn't make it out. <laughs> make Sarah, it back to the microphone. Come back, come back, come back. So what's interesting is that you, you know, you said, I, I remember the funniest thing that's ever happened. I was misspeaking. And I, I was want... misspeaking. I was lying. No, the, 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 the news anchor. Yeah, was misspeaking. And you said, that's the funniest thing. Oh. And I'm noticing a pattern with me where oh. I always think that the funniest news anchor fails or when there's a medical emergency. <laughs> what? When they like faint? So I was mouthing stroke. Oh, oh. Grammys, the Grammys lady. And she, she started having a stroke. Oh my. <laughs> I, I did think that was immediately sad, but at the time it was like, what the hell happened here? Yeah. <laughs> so that you can deal with that. You brought up sad stroke on television and punctured lung grape lady, who's never the same. Someone, people who are bodily. This is body horror. And this is and you. This is body this horror. This is you. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said... Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This actually is an excellent transition, I'd say, Bo. Yeah, I love this. Because on every episode of Lost Culture, which is an abbreviation for the podcast Lost Culturistas, which is really even more of an abbreviation for Lost Culturistas with Matt Rogers and Bo and Yang, the working title of this podcast, um, we ask every guest, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? Do you understand the question? Mm-hmm. Okay, I really, good. I do to a fault to... <laughs> I have too many things to say, and I'm say all. I'm we go can talk insane. about all of them. Yeah. Well, I'll say this to prepare, and I say I'm going to go on less culturistas. I'm going to go on less. I'm going to do my goddamn research. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to listen to the episode with my dear friend and sister Ruby McAllister. Oh Ruby. yeah. Well, oh, that was dark. I was culture. thinking about. I was thinking about that episode the other day because of the way she says that's that Katrina Jack. That's, that's that New that York Jack. Jack. She was saying I had an L.A. Jack. L.A. Jack. That's what yeah, it was. She, she, that was Dark Gay Culture was a highlight episode. Everyone, of the please pod. listen. Ruby McAllister, one of the most perceptive, funniest, yeah. raw, raw talent people you will truly, ever, truly ever hear. Listen maybe to. nobody listened to that episode, considering that fucking bitch said what I wanted to say. Oh. Yep. What did she, what did yeah. she say again? That fucking bitch. <laughs> my best fucking Friend, she's a betrayer. She's a betrayer. Said the culture that was most influential to me. Okay. Wonder if that's why we're friends. Wonder why. What is it? Tell us now. Three years ago, when she went on the show and said that the most influential cult to her was Pee Wee's goddamn motherfucking playhouse. Oh my god. Yeah. High art. This this makes so much sense for both of you, and especially Mm -hmm. you. Let's leave her out. Let's leave Ruby out of it. Yeah, take her out of the narrative for a damn second. <laughs> what did Pee Wee mean to you? Everything. It was like the first thing where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. All right. And by uh, the way, has anyone ever done it since? Don't no. think so. I don't People think try. so. People try. And by the way, humiliatingly, they try. Yeah. They should be ashamed for how they try. Mm. Do we think that like, ugh, no, I was, I, I can't think of anything. It's just gonna... the only like thing that's like, okay, this is when I go crazy. Go. Okay, you want to hear my crazy? Yeah. Yes, yes. The only total works of complete and total art. Tell us. Kiwi's Playhouse. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. I am just saw Wizard of Oz. Just saw Wizard of Oz two nights ago at Cinespia in LA. Were you there? No. Look, goose 
What is yeah, it? No, literally, it was it was truly it was truly wild to watch it again because it is a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, you're like no one's. This was the first movie ever made, and no one's made a movie <laughs> since. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of fascinating. And also, I'll say this for this movie, and then we can return to Pee Wee, but I just want to say the special effects of the Twister sequence, it's actually really scary and jarring how <laughs> real it looks. Like, it's very, like, like obviously, they had to do practical effects. It was 1938, I guess, when they shot it, and then it was released in 39. But, like, she's truly, like, fighting against the wind. It's so scary with the, when they're all going down into the oh. to the to the cellar and they they close it behind them and she doesn't make it in. It She's looks holding the real. dog. It looks really real and the twister looks great in the background like for the time. It's crazy to say nothing of like the rest of the visual treat that is the movie. Have you guys seen that whole feature at where Angela Lansbury like talks about like all of the crazy shit that went down with the Wizard of Oz? I mean, I it's been a while since I've seen it but like all like the casting craziness with the Tin Man and like, oh how, my god, right? Like it's nuts. And then, um, but then my the thing that I will never forget about, which is this is so dumb, but like you know the shot of um the house tumbling down and landing. Yes, that's just like them on like a stage pointing the camera to the floor and then them dropping a little house figurine. Yeah, like, that's how they did down. it. Talk about the intro sequence to Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's all yes. miniatures. Okay. And like I think, let's go back to Pee Wee because Pee Wee, like it totally tracks in your work. Like it, it fully is like a new, fucked up, grotesque version of like of that. Of like, I mean, like talk about like practical gore shit for you because like that is commitment, that is work, that is like manual crafting of art, and you have to wear it and you have to like time it out and like kind of like I don't. It's I I, I feel like I'm I, everyone. Please watch Sarah Vaccine. And, and all of Sarah's work, it's, 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 but talk about like your relationship with making that stuff. I, so I haven't learned how to make it real until I moved to Los Angeles and I, mm. all my friends are movie magic makers. Mm -hmm. And so like I was living in Chicago for like, you know, whatever, 300,000 years <sighs> making, being like, oh, I want to make an effect where like I make these big clay veiny boobs with big pepperoni pizza nipples mm -hmm. and so how do I make the milk like shoot out of the nipples? Oh, obviously what I have to do is put a tube through the nipple, fill my mouth with milk and then blow milk through the tube. And so, it you know what I mean? I was uh -huh. doing like, like arts and crafts, like, yeah. like rubber bands and tape kind of practical effects, which is kind of, I mean, that's like, you know, crafty, campy, whatever. And like all in four, like I love Pee Wee and like Wizard of Oz because it's all this like very tactile. It's yes. like an immersive mm -hmm. universe that you can like yeah. reach out and touch. And it's yep. like, you know, I think like, because I make oh, a lot, you know, arts and crafty aesthetic. It, it, I hate that word because it sounds like kind of like cheap and it also it's sounds like- It's not like DIY or either. It's not like- yeah. I, yeah. I think people are like, oh, you are you do DIY stuff so we can pay you like no money to do your thing, even though no, it's like interesting. so- interesting. You know That's what I mean? Awful. Yeah, no. But yeah, now sure. I moved to I moved to LA and then I made Sarah vaccine with my friends who are like real special effects artists. So I'm like learning how to not do stuff that's just like milk with tubes and stuff. Like <laughs> my friend Eris, genius, genius, works at the like special effects shop that like made all these like practical effect horror movies that I love and like was part of a team that made the masks for Slipknot. Oh, and I'm like so wow. major, so major moving to L.A. is fun because you're you're surrounded by people whose job it is to professionally make stuff mm -hmm. crazy style. And everyone mm -hmm. is like a genius problem solver and an artist. 
And like, it's just cool. Like, you know, in Chicago, if I wanted to make a pimple exploding with pus, I was like, oh, I don't know anything. Like, so I just filled like a bubble wrap bubble with Vaseline and then painted it to look like skin or whatever. I improvise. That sounds sounds like a solution, though. It's definitely a solution. And then I move here and then my friends are like, oh, this is how you do it with like silicone and all this cool stuff. And I still don't really know how to do anything, but it's just kind of like fun to like mess around and stuff. And I think that's why I like practical effects because it's like, Funny. I think yeah. movies funny. have lost it's so funny. much by foregoing practical effects. I really do. I think that, like, for example, like, like when they first tried to reboot Star Wars and like with the, the Natalie Portman era of Star Wars, as, as I call them, like all the aliens being CGI, like it made it feel just it, it just took me out. Soulless. Well, yeah. yeah. And then like they got better in the in the next reboot, like the Daisy Ridley era. Um, But like. But, you know, it's true. Like, you know, you could never get the magic of something like Wizard of Oz now because they would overdo it because they love to throw money at the problem in that way. Maybe it's even easier for them to put things in and post. Mm-hmm. Like, you could never do Jaws now. If they mm-hmm. tried, it would be embarrassing. And it wouldn't be scary. And with, with Wizard of Oz, it's like, obviously they were playing with, like, now we're going into color and, like, you know, all that stuff. So there's so much to play on, especially, like, via V like the world of filmmaking up until that point. But it's so interesting to think of those as like the things that you respond to because you do genuinely work with that stuff. And then when you move to LA, you are around so many more people that are capable of that. And I would imagine Bowen, like you see like magic get made every week at your job. But I remember my first experience with that was like when they put Mitra and I in alien makeup for the. Oh my god! My friend Melina, my friend Melina did your makeup. Yes, Uh. and she is incredible, incredible, and her everyone she works with is amazing. And it was really wild because I've obviously been in makeup trailers before, but really just to get like on camera makeup done. And then these people put us put so many extras into full on alien geesh. And it was so involved and so impressive. And we were laughing, dying, laughing. Mitra, we had the most Mitra fun day. So funny. You both. Yeah. So funny. But it's just like people are capable of such like wizardry Art. with this stuff. It's beyond. And it's fun. And it's what Sarah's saying is that it's funny. There's something funny yes. about you and Mitra being in this like silly fucking but real, you know, alien makeup. And yeah. like, I don't know. Like, you're so right, Sarah. And that's a little sad that like no one's done it like Pee Wee since on like that scale. I think it's really expensive in a way yeah. that's like, you know, like if you and Mitra were to be animated aliens for that, no. I think it would have been cheaper. But then you lose the magic of like, obviously animation is like major and it's like 3000 people working together. But like you're in a room with like eight people who are all up in your face and it's like it's inherently social and like, Mm -hmm. yeah, more present. And I think why, especially now, I think there's a deep desire within me to like really hold on to the practical is because like we just spent a year and a half in isolation. Like Mm -hmm. and I think it's it is easier to do. Wait. It's, Wait, no, what? it's made up, right? I heard <laughs> it's not it's real. All fake. I heard it was a fake. I heard it was a big hoax. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep cutting Sarah. You know what I mean, though. It's like yeah, I do. obviously I love animation major, major, but you yeah. can kind of do it like a bunch of different people at different computers on different sides of the planet. Well, when you do it all in post, it's like, of course it's appealing because you're able to control it up until, you know, 
you hit export. But it's like you got to make the decision on the day if you want to do it all practical. Mm-hmm. And like you just you and, and and doing things practical means that you have to have the confidence in what you're doing. You got to know what you're going for, like before before it goes somewhere else to get like, put, you know, cut together or whatever the hell. Totally. And it's like for Sarah vaccine, I had to make um, my friend Eris had to make I'm just like obsessed with them and literally everybody go be obsessed with Eris and hire them to do everything. They had to make like a crazy fucked up facial prosthetic. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get life casted, which meant me (sighs) sitting in a chair for three hours while they dunk you and dunk you in the goose and the goops and like silicone and plaster bandages or whatever. And it's just three hours of like complete and total surrender. You're like, I just have to trust the people I'm with. It's meditative. It's totally meditative. And it's like, you don't have to like, there is this like weird sick element of danger when you are doing practical effects. Like the other week, me and Eris had to make a head explode. And it's like, you know, obviously no one's getting hurt, but the little <laughs> like possibility that maybe someone could maybe get hurt. That's fun. Yeah. 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 The danger. It's the danger. Who, who did you make it for when you did Bernie Sanders? When you, when you played Bernie, you, you had one of the best Bernie's. That's the same girl who did Matt Mitra's makeup. Oh, Melina. Say, yes. Can you say Melina's full name? Because Melina Stearns, honey. Melina Stearns. Uh, honestly, yes. like truly, truly great. And like, I think this girl, Allie, too. McGillicuddy. Yeah. There, she, there was like a whole team there. And it was such a it was such a wild t- day because like it was honestly worth doing. Obviously, it was fun to be in a Katy Perry video. But just to have the experience of being put into makeup like that, like you hear like the stories of like when Jim Carrey did the Grinch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that he was truly in like six hours of makeup every single day. And you kind of take for granted like just how much effort that is and how hard that is and to keep it the continuity and to perform in that also what it does to you as a performer when you are put into makeup like that you really do come alive like it really changes who you are and it's just he had those fingers like can you imagine yeah like you watch the grinch and you're like okay best performance of all time literally (laughs) i i'm in agreement you know like if you were in half if you got to wear those fingers for a day You'd, you'd be, be a different person. Totally. Yeah, you'd be you'd be gesticulating all over the fucking place with Ravenies. those pointy little fingers. And Melina no. did the old man Bernie makeup. Uh-huh. I was like, "Can you give me prosthetics to make me look old?" And she was like, "Actually, I want to try this technique I've never done before." And I go, "I'm obsessed with you. I'll let you do anything you want to me. Take my body. It's yours." I yeah. uh, she did this weird thing where she put all this like strange glue on my face that made my skin like stick to itself. Oh my god. So that it produced natural looking wrinkles without like additive prosthesis. Oh my god. She so it gave was, you like lines? Yes, it was very disturbing because uh. it was my skin behaving as if I were 300,000 years old. Cool. <laughs> Um, wait, I had another thing to ask you. Oh my God, you guys, you guys, have you, have you, have either of you ever watched that reality competition show? It kind of got like buried. I think it's still on. It's called Face Off and it's like practical. It's practical. It's effects makeup people all like it's, and all like having to compete and like come up with like, and all the challenges are insane and themed. And it's like, these people are wizards and witches and like uh, just magicians. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I've, crazy I've never seen that show, but eh, one of my friends was on it. 
Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's funny, like anytime I'm like, oh, like I had to paint a backdrop on like paper. Actually, for Sarah vaccine, I had to paint these big hands painted back backdrops that were like 10 feet by 10 feet. And after I painted them, I was like, oh, shit, I got to roll these up to transport them to the filming location. But like, how do I roll up a big piece of paper with like 10 hours worth of paint on it? You know what I mean? Uh Without wrinkling it. Call up Joe, who's on face off. He goes, get this. I worked at a warehouse where we had to hand roll ancient silks. (laughs) So I know the rolling technique. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't know shit. I don't know any of this. It's crazy. And there's people, you know what I mean? Like, you did what? I'll have sex with Joe. If Joe told he's me, hot. I know. Honey, he's hot. I'm of sure course he's he hot. Of course he's <laughs> hot. He knows how to roll ancient silks. Ugh, fuck. Like he knows how to roll ancient silks. Like that and 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 that's like one of those things like if you know how to do it, like I will have sex with you. It's like when someone can play piano and sing, like I will have sex with you. It's like one of those yeah. if you can roll silks, like I will have sex with I you. I will have sex with you. Yeah. Do you have one of those I'm things where it's like if someone can do one thing, you'll fuck them? Okay. Um. My, the the physician's assistant at my doctor's office is moving to Miami, um. And sure. he is just this adorable, adorable guy, and he's gotten like really jacked in, in the pandemic. It's so weird, mm-hmm. but you know he's like so sweet, and like I'm not like that like creepy with him, and I've never, I've never, whatever. I sound so. And he's a listener. He's and a shout listener. Out. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He he has no idea. He has he has he has he knows nothing about me, and but he. It was it was my last checkup with him last week, and he gave me like a quick little exam and just like massaged my abdomen while I was lying down. I was like, yeah. "See, like you know medicine, you know how to touch me. Yes. Like this is this. I'll have sex with you. I would fuck any doctor for sure. Yeah, and or dentist or dentist. No, they're sick. They're sick. <laughs> they're <laughs> sick. Maybe I take it back. Maybe I wouldn't fuck any dentist. And here I am, king shaming you. No, it's not even that. It's not even about their. It's not even about it as a kink. I'm just saying, like you know, maybe not any dentist. Maybe not any dentist. Sarah, what are your what are what are your things? I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm just gonna say something so lame. No, no. But no what is it, it though? I said doctor. Like that's not the most fucking fucking no, dumb cool. fucking shit. No, it's not. Like I'm watching old episodes of Housewives of Beverly Hills, and like Adrian uh, Maloof's husband, Paul Maloof. Uh, like I'm so horny for him, and it's like only because he's a surgeon. Okay, I'm rewatching one and two. Can I tell you the Shut sick reason up. why? Shut okay, up! I'm doing literally <laughs> the same thing right now. But is your reason sick and fucked up? What's your reason? <laughs> you can cut this as it is too. Hard. No, no, no. I what. want to get to the window mm-hmm. in which. Yeah. I want to see before Taylor's husband. Yeah. KHS's. Oh. Yes. I want to oh. see the in between and I want to see the post. I mean, look, there is a morbid curiosity that is the fact that that we find out everything about that stuff. And I will say now watching seasons one and two again, I'm, I'm like almost at the end of two. Two revelations. One, I think Taylor is the saddest person to ever be on reality television. Agreed. And Agreed. I also think it's almost like a living document of this is why I like Beverly Hills 
it's because it's sort of about the cracks in the China. You know what I mean? And I, I, I really think it's an interesting tension between them trying to have drama on TV. And then when this real thing creeps in, yeah. like the entire franchise changes. Number two, I think mm-hmm. justice for Camille Grammer. Justice for Camille Grammer. Camille Grammer was ahead of her time. And I think, and now we said it, saved Taylor Armstrong's life. And I'm I'm not kidding. Yep. Yep. And the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Are you I will say it, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick was a moment in time. And also it's just I also love LVP. I never thought I would. And Kyle, I'm seeing a very interesting shade to Kyle that I never really remembered or knew before, which is that and, she used to be Beverly like Hills. Well, in seasons one and two, she's like, she's sort of showing a bitchier, more queen bee, like I'm like a funny mean girl side than she ever shows now because she's sort of hapless now. She's like sweet and hapless and like things happen to her. She's always crying. There is like a harrowing scene, which is Kim and Kyle Richards ganging up on Brandy Glanville at a game night. And it's so crazy to watch them do this and it's like am i on brandy's side right now and obviously brandy goes completely chaotic evil and she corrupts kim and it becomes crazy but you know it was not cut and dry like camille and brandy are like the evil like bitch goddesses of this franchise looking back i'm like you know kyle and kim like could give as much as they got or as good Mm. as they got i started re-watching one and two because I am noticing myself mourning the world before mourning the loss of the world before social media. Yes. When people were outrageous and didn't feel okay, this is going to get me in a hot water. Yeah, totally. And time and and tech kills everything. Time and tech kills everything. Because Kyle Richards now is feels accountable to this audience where she didn't when she was like vehemently defending her sister seasons one and two. Right. And like had little awareness of the public or like how popular she would be on Instagram. And now Kyle Richards is like basically nothing. Yeah, I said it. Ooh. I still stand Kyle and still do see her when I look in the mirror. Um, but <laughs> that's my cross to bear. You're Rena. What are you talking about? I'm Rena in energy into everyone else. But when I look in the mirror, you're, I see you're Kyle, Kyle, and man. so does Lisa. When Lisa looks in the mirror, she's when Lisa Rena looks in the mirror, she sees Kyle too. And that's sort of important when you're Lisa Rena because if you looked in the mirror and saw yourself as Lisa Rena, you wouldn't act like Lisa Rena. But when you look in the mirror and see Kyle Richards, yeah, you feel you. Uh, there's like a lack of self awareness, and then you go out and you're Rena. And I say this as someone who loves Rena. And is Rena. I love Rena. And, and everyone's pissed off at Rena. And I go, respect. Have some respect. Put respect God on the respect. Name. And I'll say this. Kyle can stick around. Because she brought us Kathy. Okay. Yeah. She brought us Kathy. And she can stick around if we get a little bit of the Mauricio real estate fraud. Here's okay. the deal. Is that real estate fraud? Yeah, bitch. Wait, where did you hear that? I'm keeping there. up on this. Revelations oh, on the pod. I'm a de- I'm demented. I'm criminally Same. insane. It, I just went on <laughs> bitch sesh last week and it was the highlight of my entire life. <laughs> Wait, Sarah, have you always been Bravo, Bravo head? I'm just addicted to the real housewives of Beverly Hills, New Got York, it. and Potomac. Mm-hmm. And I Love. can't watch the, the other Those Bravo the shows because I can't, I don't care about the youth. No, me neither. Yeah. I want the ASMR experience of full face of makeup yeah <laughs> I want. 
<laughs> I want the near, the grotesqueness of like the, these women are fast approaching physical and a mental demise. But, yes, when, but it's yes. the cracks in the China that you're saying. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that with, um, What's it with called? Like below deck or with yeah, like Vanderpump right. Vander Rules, Rules. No, I don't Vander care. Rules I tried getting into and I'm like, I don't, this is, it's a little tragic because these are all like, you know, servers and like people who like are kind of struggling in some additional way to like their personal problems. Totally. I could watch it if it was a lot of Lisa, but. It's a soap opera, mm. total soap opera. And I you, do like you, that you should watch. It. You should watch Salt Lake. You would love Salt Lake. Oh, Salt Lake sorry. I'm so sorry. Of course I saw Salt Lake. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Of course, of course. Salt Lake is, Salt Lake is, I would say those are like the core four and I hate to leave Atlanta out of it, but Atlanta is just too hit or miss. Like Atlanta, the good seasons are truly unreal like they're they're yes. so fucking good but there's there's bad seasons that just like truly you watch an entire year and nothing happens and i know that's controversial but potomac uh beverly hills and new york if i had to say my like top five favorite housewives i think they would all come from those franchises and this is a controversial opinion but i think that's because the top like those are all camp cities and yeah. atlanta can't be camp because they're all so funny and so self-aware yeah. mostly yeah, mostly yeah. yeah like they're just be like candy's just like cool she knows what's up yeah <laughs> so it's candy's, like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 they're not mad i feel like potomac they kind of are they know how funny they are they they know what they're 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 supposed to do and yet there's like such a, a grounded charm to the fact that like, they're just like, yeah, like, Oh, I'm moving out of the townhouse or I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's, it's relatable. It's not like a grotesque picture of like class bullshit than like as much as the other ones are. And I'm just like, Oh, I just like these women and I would hang out with any of them. I've said this a million times. But you're like, Giselle like knows that she's being funny, but she lives in the fucking woods in a house that looks like a shoe. <laughs> she looks awful and she dresses horribly. Yeah. Also, did you know that none of them really only like one and a half of them even live in Potomac and they all live truly two hours away from each other. <laughs> Potomac's not like a real like place. No, it's not like a designated like location. It's Neverland. It's Hyrule. It's, ne <laughs> it's Hyrule. <laughs> but it's as rule of culture number 103. Potomac, Potomac is Neverland. Is Neverland. It's Hyrule. It's Hyrule. And Karen is giving Hyrule, honey. Karen yeah. is <laughs> giving Ganondorf, honey. She's giving Ganondorf in a major way. She's beyond human. She yeah. She's, she's, I love her. She's in my top five. She's in my all-stars cast. If I had to put one together, I'd say her. Yes, I do stand Candace. Rinna, Kyle. And then I would say mm, maybe Lou. Or no, Sonia. Sonia Morgan. I, I don't know enough. Of, I, 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 I'm kind of still a dilettante to housewives. So I, I, I'm not going to put on my own ranking. I'm going to abstain from that. You have to abstain. You must abstain. Well, I, I do have a question for you, Bowen. Yeah. Here I am. I'm going, I'm going on Lost Culture. I got to do my research. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm, okay. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm and I'm laughing, mind you. I'm Thank listening. you. Okay. I'm laughing. Well, I hope so. Genuinely the goal. And, and, and Bowen goes, Bowen goes this. Mm -hmm. No Ramona. Bowen oh. goes no Ramona. No Ramona. And this no. is when I put in my cards. And I okay. pose and I pose something. I, I'm going to pose an interesting hypothesis. Yeah. Do we think that the presence of Ramona Singer continues the discourse on the show 
of how class is poison. That's interesting. That's you know really what I mean? Because so we're getting Leah, we're getting Ebony, we're getting uh -huh. cool girls that are mm -hmm. a little bit erasing uh -huh. the narrative that I think Andy, when he was sewing, when he was sewing his when oats, he, he sewing, sewed this yeah. into the fabric. The oats yeah. and and yeah, yeah, yeah. And he I, I, wants to tell it. No, and he wants to tell a story that rich people can be really bad. And we like to watch their lives fall apart before our very eyes in real time. I don't know where Andy's... First of all, can I just say something about Andy? I know, about, I know. About, it's about hard, Andy. Yeah. All the fucking, like... The, the like I think it was like the U.S. sun like flop. You're not you're not even the British sun. Like you have no power, and yet they still like got under my skin this because they're reporting that I'm saying that Andy Cohen himself banned me from Watch What Happens Live. Oh Jesus! White supremacists. <laughs> when all I said on the podcast with Cecily a couple weeks ago was, I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed back. Because I think that because they cut out this thing where I said that Ramona is a white supremacist. Which she is, I did not, by the way. <laughs> I did not personally make it about a thing where Andy Cohen like doesn't like me. No, I, and that's I not even true. You're saying I you're being hyperbolic. I st and I'm uh, yes. Well, I, I stand Andy Cohen to the tops of mountains and back to the plains and the valleys. That man is a genius. Yes. On the topic of Ramona, and so I just want to clear that up and and and. I love Andy so much. On the on the topic of Ramona, that is so interesting, Sarah. I don't quite know how to answer that. But my thing with Andy, maybe, or not Andy, but Bravo is like, I don't know how much they're, I don't know what the balance is between them wanting to protect some of these women, like let's say Erica Jane, mm -hmm. or how much they want to like expose how these women are unraveling and how corrupt the, they are and how wealth corrupts you and how like all these things are like noxious and poisonous and corrosive. I don't know... I think I think I think it's just holding up some sort of like Rorschach test, and then we all interpret it for ourselves. But as, as but with Ramona, it's like I'm so sick of it because we it's just uh, kind of like a more an uglier version of the same thing that's built up over years. That I'm just like I don't really I now she gets on my TV and I get like I I crawl under my skin and I'm like actually angry and I want to like throw I get violent. And it's scary. Yes. I'm not like that. Anyway, that's because I think the reason why the ratings are so low is not because of Ebony. And then and no, it's, it's, no, no, it's no. insane for people to say that. I think the ratings are low because we we're it's becoming sort of now that you bring in these like cool, smart women that are younger and they confront Ramona. It actually stops the dramatic narrative, and you, because because Ramona is a person who cannot have that discussion because right. it's embarrassing. And if she were to mm -hmm. actually say what she thinks, which she refuses to do, she would come off as insensitive, racist, classist, at all. And so that's why she's refusing to talk about it at the reunion. Why the reunion keeps getting pushed. It's why. The like this season, the, the filming for the next season is postponed, quote unquote, indefinitely. Oh. It's because we're actually at a turning point. Because when you hire someone like Leah and Ebony, and you throw them into the cast, and they, by nature of being who they are, my, chiefly Ebony, like we have to talk about this because it's part of the fabric of who I am. And if I'm going to be friends with these women in a real way and have your show happen, I have to make sure we're on the same page because I won't be a part of someone yeah. who stands with white supremacy. And you have someone who refuses to engage in that conversation yeah, because yeah, they yeah. probably are consciously or unconsciously aligned with white supremacy, then you don't have a show. And the viewers aren't stupid. We can see that. So 
if that's going to be the narratives that's playing out and two people don't come to the table to have conflict over that and we then can't have, have what you need on that show with this conflict and resolution, then you don't have a show. So you either stick with Ramona and her cohorts mm-hmm. or you move on. And that's actually where unwittingly I think the show has found itself because mm-hmm. you are not going to gain viewers with this current cast. You mm-hmm. have to make a choice. Because Ramona's not playing ball. And if a cast member's not playing ball, then probably they should be the ones to go. Because I do believe we can mm-hmm. have a fun show with Ebony and Leah and even Sonia and Lou. But oh, yeah. because Sonya I believe that Sonia and Lou will come to the table and have the conversation. You know what I mean? Like Lou showed up at the election party. We don't know her voting history. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure it's checkered, like, but she's coming to the table to have the conversation. She's willing to engage. Ramona's not. And I think there's a interesting parallel dare i do dare i do something so bold <laughs> as this dare you with do. great and dare i dare you do, 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 do. Dare I do, do with grapes not like grape stopping lady is fun to watch <laughs> oh my god i love this yeah there is something really hard to watch about ramona this season being so violently racist yeah. that it's like i can enjoy watching taylor armstrong's life fall apart fall from the bone like a good brisket right out of the pot. Yum, yum. But there's... Uh, yum and yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. But that. it's like, it's not fun. Like, watching Ramona this season is like, okay, we got to see the grape-stomping lady get hurt, and this yeah. is like watching her go to the hospital and get reconstructive <laughs> lung surgery and like... Her, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. And that's something Comp-lit that we... lit queen. Thank you for the comp Sorry. No, I, I, that's my... And that's my... Because <laughs> no, you've got me. I agree now because I go back because I'm revisiting old seasons. I go back to, you know, um, Luann finding out that Tom cheated and they have yeah. the picture. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to add this to the list of things that made me laugh harder in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers this tiny little moment. Luann has shown the 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 evidence. Or do you Free Luann seeing the evidence, Bethany shows the photo to Ramona of yeah. Tom making out sucking face at the regent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She shows Regency. the photo. The, re- the regent in the downtown LA. <laughs> the regent in downtown LA. Wonderful. She shows new the venue. photo of Tom sucking face at the Lyric Hyperion. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like, oh no, should we tell Luann? Should we tell Luann? Luann, uh, Bethany unsheathes the picture and Ramona goes. <laughs> <laughs> she screams. screams. She's body horror scream, <laughs> runs out of the room, goes to the bathroom and looks at herself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's certainly done iconic things. Like here's the thing, like <laughs> like you can't say that Ramona hasn't given television. No, it's just she's now so entertaining. It's right. Now it's not tenable because You're she's right. unwilling to complete what what you have to do which is conflict resolution on that show i think they all are told that the show is about conflict and then resolution and the conflict can get very intense but we'll work towards an intense resolution and that's not going to happen if she won't fucking sit at the reunion because she's scared to be called a racist like it's like crazy yeah, it's like there has to be the crazy person or the straight person in anything it's like no straight i look like a nazi's wife you have to say you're not. And so Ramona looks like the Nazi's wife and votes like a Nazi's wife. Yeah. So we have to deal with that because now we have people on the cast who 
are darn fucking with it. You've got it's not I'm, their fault. I'm fully in agreement now. I'm full yeah. agreement. I totally agree. Wow. It can't. There's no forward motion with her. Well, this is this is always no. what happens on Housewives. Like a, a more recent example is like, or or not a more recent example, but like a recent example is Monique and and Candace, and it's right. like there's no resolution there because there's just no resolution in there there, and so then Monique ends up leaving. It's like there there has to be some developmental cycle that happens with these fights. And when, when there isn't that, then like something's got to give. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I just, I love that this has become sort of a Bravo podcast in the last. Well, okay. I just want to say that it's, it, it's only because we are, I think we're in a golden age. And I also think I was going to say that we are, we're in a great time for Bravo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go no, we, I, we, we literally are. And I also think it is interesting culturally what's happening on that particular franchise to me, because it's like, the, when the ratings go down and people talk about the reasons why, it's getting to be uh, the, the mainstream narrative for the quote unquote reason why is fucked up to me and worth examining because it's insane to put that responsibility on the black woman's shoulders when all yeah. she's saying is, I will not align with white supremacy. And that's fucked up. And don't tell me like, well, you know, the Bravo audience actually doesn't want to see hard topics. They want to see shoes. When the back of the whole franchise is built on Taylor fucking Armstrong. It so don't tell be, me yeah. that we don't want to see dark shit. We've dealt with mm-hmm. alcoholism, suicide, suicide. death. Yeah. Like we've dealt with some dark shit on these franchises. In fact, that darkness that exists right under the wealth is what people like about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. They like the vacations. Yes. They like to see them get silly and stupid. And we like to see the fights, but don't say it's not about we don't want to see tough stuff or have hard conversations because that's not it. It's blaming Ebony is racist. Cinema. Yeah, it literally, yes. yeah. People are blaming Ebony. Yeah, yeah. And the, ra- the, the ratings are way down, and people are saying it's because Ebony keeps being preachy and teachy about race and is stopping the fun, which is like silly. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burritos, and Quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. So with this cultural discussion, we sort of transition into I don't think so, honey. Which, Bowen, what would you say about it if you had to say something about it? I don't think so, honey, is our allotted time to really individually go off on something in culture. Mm -hmm. And Sarah's done it before. Sarah's thrived in the space. Oh, yeah. You and I have done an okay job. From time oh, to time. Yeah. From time to time. You've 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 had a recent string of hits, I will say. I feel like I, I'm in, I, I'm in a renaissance of my I don't think so. Honey. I love it. I love it. I'm very happy for you. I hope today is no exception. I think this is a gorgeous three-part harmony. I'm the low frequency. I hate Matt when he does is, this. Matt is like really like finding like the mid and the and the high and the treble. And then Sarah's just is gonna be the lead vocal. A soaring on. falsetto. And I'm worried and I'm worried going into this part. Don't worry. Don't Don't worry. You've done it before. Okay, Matt, do you want to go first? I'm ready. I can go first. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The ass eating on White Lotus. (sighs) So let me just say as a disclaimer, this is my favorite show of the moment, but that's not how you eat ass, babe. And I know Mm. Murray Bartlett knows how to eat ass, and I know Lucas Gage knows how to get his ass ate. So why is he standing up straight like a board? Like if I if we're gonna do ass eating on White Lotus, we need some back arched, okay? Yeah, Mike White, yeah. I know you're in a relationship with a man, so you've been there, you've done that. Thirty seconds. We're gonna need to see nose in hole, and don't tell me it can't be done because girls did it. I hate to say, girls did it on HBO when we saw a nose fully going into Allison Williams's ass. So we've seen it done. I love that we're depicting ass eating. I love dramatically what this means for the show going forward. But if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's not nibble the top of an ass. I don't think he was working his way down. I don't think so, honey. I think we got skittish in the staging and we're going to need to see better. Do better. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. I love it. Love that we saw Lucas Gage's ass. Love, uh, Love that we sort of get that. Love seeing Murray Bartlett nude. These are gorgeous men. But if we're going to do it, Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Representation matters. And if we allow this ass eating to happen, what's going to happen with the kids that watch White Lotus? They're not going to know how to eat ass. We need proper ass eating representation on our screens. It's important. 
That's important. They're not going to know where else to find ass eating, exemplary ass eating. Like, what are they going to do? Have to watch girls to see how to eat ass? It's like, no, they should be able to. They should see these two gay men on White Lotus with give me ass eating. And, And I know these men know how to get their asses ate and eat ass. I don't think you should assume that Murray, Lucas or Mike White and his partner do it. Well, I, well, that's what it doesn't matter what you what you think. It's I'm not one of these people. I'm just saying some gay men don't. I know. I I guess I know a few gay men who just don't do it. Well, they, well, then if you're going to do if you're going to depict it in film and television, you should do research. And there should be someone on set who's done it before, like a doctor is on set for surgery scenes. And they should say, actually, this is how you do it, gentlemen. And you fucking you you make it and there was other ways to stage that so that we could have gotten a more realistic ass eating have did you watch this sarah yes and then i go maybe the wait what's his name lucas gage yes lucas gage maybe lucas gage's character motivation was like i'm standing up straight i'm scared i'm scared i'm nervous he didn't look scared to me and then you're just taking a lot of drugs spoiler (laughs) alert so meanwhile, if, if I'm ever taking drugs, if I'm ever gonna get my ass ate sober, I'm or I'm fucking hole up to the sky. Bent. Get bent. Meanwhile, if you're on all those pills and all those drugs, you're gonna be in position, mama daddy. Yeah, he's, he's stiff as a coffin. He's he's there he was standing straight up like a board. <laughs> and I was like, and we cut to Murray Bartlett, and he's like nibbling the top of the butt. I'm like, that just tickles. Mm-mm, honey, honey, mama, daddy, love the show. Can't, I don't t- think can't so, mama, daddy. I, don't I don't think so, so mama, daddy. Love daddy. the show. Can't. We haven't talked about it a lot. Maybe we'll talk about it more when it wraps up. And we have. We're actually having a guest on in a couple of months. That's a part of the show. Very oh, exciting. Little Very tease. Exciting. But um, love the show. Um, just when this happened at the end, I was like, "Girl, come on now with this ass eating. I don't know about all that." And I had to say, I don't think so, honey, because I'm out here for the kids. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So now we move to, uh, ooh, my phone died. So maybe oh, um, okay. this okay. is Bowen Yang's On the Fly. I don't think so, honey. Is he timing oh, himself? I'm, t- I'm timing myself? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Did baby making Dua Lipa have to post a fucking apology on Instagram and saying, I, this is not the person I recognize. I'm actually pretty positive that Dua Lipa spotted the homophobia from a mile away, but was like, I'm going to throw this guy a bone. Baby like, had, like, a fun... Baby is actually so gay, it's crazy. His whole identity, <laughs> his whole first album was, like, I'm a pop star. Like, his whole... The motif in that album was, I'm a pop star. Mm-hmm. I'm a pop star. You are not obsessed with the terminology of pop seconds. star if you're not a faggot, as Matt Damon says, Okay. <laughs> So, like, I don't think so, honey, like, all this homophobia creeping back up in the groundswell in a way that is so, like, old and, like, I don't, it's not, it's not even interesting homophobia. Make the homophobia interesting. And to baby making poor sweet Dua while she's on a yacht somewhere have to Five post seconds. that apology or have a, a publicist post the apology. I don't know who. I'm sure Dua wrote it herself. It's just awful. I hate that he put her through that. And that's one minute. The uh, baby is definitely da done. I I was watching the Instagram story and I my I I literally like it's that thing it's that Matt Damon thing of like just stop talking because he started talking and he was like I had I have so many gay fans and I love my gay fans he could have just shut up right there but he had to keep talking and then he said that insane thing what about people he said 
I have lots of gay fans. I have straight fans, gay fans. It's just that my gay fans don't have don't AIDS, get, aren't, don't aren't have filthy, AIDS. and aren't, don't, aren't like disgusting. Oh sucking, sucking dicks in the parking lot. Like he, he basically like isn't aware that just because you have AIDS doesn't mean you're like a disgusting. I don't. It's not even worth really talking. It's about really it's, he. He's obviously ignorant about what it means to be living with HIV and AIDS. Like he clearly did need some education on that, but it was so beyond and that so needed to happen behind the scenes because what he ended up saying to his like nearly 20 million fans was like this truly crazy misinformation that was so cruel and so homophobic and so ugly and dark that it was like, whoa, this person really doesn't get Just it. doesn't get it. To the point where then Dua did have to make a statement because it's like, I mean, you have to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't get it. Right, no. No, not at all. Anyway, um, I think it's time for Sarah Squirms. I don't think so. Honey. Okay, I here's the thing. Time. La, here's the thing. La, What's that? La, I'm, so I have two baking in the oven. Okay. One, it's of the moment. Okay. okay. And another one is that a left field and it would seem a little dusty, but I think I could dust it off and make it brand new. I'm, what I'm hearing is that you want to dust off the dusty one. It's a new revelation. I want to defend it before I, before I go off. Okay. I'm going to defend it. It's going to see it's a new revelation and yeah. it's going to seem irrelevant. But I when you, you really think about it, it's going to be more relevant than. Oh, ever. this is my favorite. Oh, I love this. Excavate I think th- I think that that seems to be the one that the energy is around. Okay, this is Sarah Squirms. I don't think so, honey. She's dusting off her mitts, her dusting mitts. Her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People who think that Donald Jason <laughs> Trumper is bad. I think it's a cool style. Oh my god. He was out of sight and out of mind as he should be. Yeah. You can see him pop up on the internet. Well, I'm looking at him going, 30 seconds. It's a cool style. It's a cool shape. It's a cool (laughs) color. You have to separate the art from the artist. First, we had. Elvis's no. hair. <laughs> no. Then we had the Rachel. Seconds. What the hairstyle? Never, honey. Grace Jones invented a haircut that was a million <laughs> years five ago. Laura Fawcett invented a hairstyle that was a million years ago. Donald Jason. Well, that's a brand new. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one minute. And that's, and that's one quite minute enough. And nine seconds. That's <laughs> defense that's of enough. Donald Trump's hairstyle. As in, I don't think so, honey. The first new hairstyle since Grace Jones. <laughs> He's. You're saying Donald <laughs> Jason Trump, which I don't think is right, <laughs> is as brand new as Grace Jones. That he's a style icon. He was so out of sight, out of mind. No, I'll, you know what I, mean? I know I'll what you're. Saw no, him with a new. this makes this makes so much sense actually no i I, let me say something aesthetics are so important and the whole reason why a lot of a lot of trump shit took off was because the aesthetic was not good but it was strong and people understood it and everyone should watch the contrapoints video where she where you know um natalie when talks about 
aesthetics is in terms of gender. She talks about them in terms of gender, but also in terms of like fascism, but like aesthetics rule everything. And like, that's why it's like, it's okay for people to be shallow a little bit when it comes to like the way they look, because you are taken seriously if you're visually compelling, whatever. Okay. Anyway, no, you're like, right. He looks big and strong because his hair is golden. Beautiful. If I'm, if I'm someone who's never <laughs> said, what, I, I, like, I'm sure that Sarah, there's someone out there who's like, I like his haircut, the cut of his jib and the cut of his hair. And I like his hair. I like, I like how it's a blade out and I love it. And it's a strong aesthetic. It's distinct. And already that's, that's, that's a huge victory for the person that, is you know <laughs> holding that style i mean because you're asking questions about them and if you know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation unfortunately <laughs> oh my say that who said that Tell beyonce hmm. said that by the way tina Knowles is going to be on drag race this week judging the snatch game well the season has made little sense so i say why not i say it's a pile on can, in a, in can the we best say way. something can we say something we love drag race we love we love everyone involved in the show Jan did the same exact thing on that show that Rosé did, and somehow Rosé made it all the way to the top four, which we love. But for Jan to be psychologically abused in the way she was makes no sense to me, where they're like, there's no soul there. What are you talking about? Well, we, like, need, we should have Jan on next week to, to give a tell-all. I would love to have Jan on to talk to Jan. We love Jan. We stand Jan in this house. Sarah, do you watch Sarah's raising her hand. Yeah, Sarah's Nicole. raising her hand. Sarah yes. Nicole. Sarah Nicole. Sarah Nicole. Can I put in a request? Yes. yes. You know who I want to be hearing on this podcast? Who? The Misha Iman. Iman coming, coming for, for you. You. Ah. The show, the culturistas. That might be interesting and topical. What Talk I about topical. Do. Having Tamisha Iman now. That's a flex. In August 2020. That's a flex right there. But the Tamisha Iman drama, we will, we will, there, that's not over. There's no. going to be more. She should be back. She even didn't she leave being like, I'll see you on All Stars. Like, didn't she? Or that was Tina. But I think Tamisha should come back. Tamisha is a very compelling character in that in that world. And of course, we'll see more of her. It's not over. And yes, Sarah, we will do our best to get Tamisha Iman on the podcast. Because she's coming for who? You. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sitting here and I'm like sort of Remember I fucking love this. This, oh, this was this was an amazing episode, and this you know what I loved about episode. it that we got to touch on the the Wizard of Oz. Which do you know? So so I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but right now we're doing we're we're sort of gearing up for the culture awards, and so all the, the readers are campaigning for um the, all the culture awards, and one of the culture awards is um, worst insult towards us. And one time on the podcast on the podcast reviews, someone said. No. These what these gays are so basic. They don't know anything. They just talk about the same stupid shit. And I bet neither of them have ever even seen The Wizard of Oz. Which is a wild. Which is one of the weirdest, twist. craziest things anyone's ever said. And it is a front runner for worst insult towards us. It's so weird to say someone, <laughs> I bet you haven't even seen The Wizard of Oz. I think it was no, supposed to drag us for our cultural literacy, like that we I know, seen. where it's like, oh, it's so fundamental. It's such a fundamental text but i'm like babe of course we've seen it we've seen the wizard of oz i mean you guys can't be too literal get on here to, i mean hello i talked about wizard of oz what am i six you know what i mean yeah like, but you know what though like i will say that the power of that film and also i will say this judy garland is so effortless 
like what a fucking like performance that is. it's just so good and the whole like you talk about judy 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 and but the whole cast is amazing margaret hamilton slaying like the lollipop guild the lollipop guild that's a bop the bop i'm shaking my fucking ass at the club two three drinks follow the yellow brick road mama I'm whole up. <laughs> Lucas Gage could never. Bo has been holding a brush entire time. Yeah, it makes me feel powerful. This is my little dusting brush for my keyboard when there's like little crumbs and shit in that. And it, oh, I thought it was your. <laughs> it's his. Well, he's going to do that thing like they do on the Drag Race tutorials, which is he's going to go do, to do go it on this. his face and then go to this. <laughs> Well, it makes me laugh every time. Um, Sarah Squirm, what the fuck? This was so much fun. This was so, can I even say, I had so much fun that I got swept away, sweating (laughs) profusely, didn't even say the culture I was going to say because I was literally so in the moment. So what does it say now? Wizard of Oz, say it now. You said it too close to the mic and we couldn't hear it. said it too close to the mic and we couldn't hear it. You're fucking with us now. Say it. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh my God. Quickly, quickly. You have five minutes. Talk. Okay. I think so, honey. <laughs> my time starts now. Four minutes, 59 seconds. There's a lot we can hold Tim Burton responsible for. Buttons and stitches, aesthetic culture, <laughs> Coraline core, Frank and Weenie. There's a lot we can even add Tim Burton about. Box trolls ass. Yeah. Stitches for mouth, buttons for eyes. But what did he give us? Pure high gothic horror romance. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fashion movie. That was a horror movie. That was a movie about isolation. And that was a movie about S-E-X. Yeah. And it was also a Diane Weist vehicle. Diane Weist selling Avon. Door to door. That's mm. a huge movie. Iconic Winona. Iconic Winona, and unfortunately, like Johnny Depp delivered. We got to separate the hair from the from the Trump. We got to separate the art from the artist. Okay. I think okay. though it's controversial whether or not Johnny Depp is controversial. I think that it kind of came out that maybe that situation was not all it seemed to be. Oh well, then I take it back. But but you know what? That's part of the cultural conversation. And thank you. Sarah, for bringing us to this point, thank you for touching on Edward Scissorhands in this way. Where can people find you and what do you want them to watch? I want them to find me at, at Sarah Squirm. And when they go to at Sarah Squirm, they're going to find a link. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to take them to a website that they've probably never been to before. What's that website? It means that TV. And mm-hmm. as Bowen so perfectly put it before, oh. it's a worker owned social cooperative website. I'm rock hard. Rock hard. And you know what? It's hard to get people to go to a website they've never heard of to watch a 13-minute video. <laughs> yeah. It's a great <laughs> site. I love the site. Meets TV is amazing. Watch Sarah Vaccine on Meets TV. And come to all my shows. Because guess what? I'm looking at the ticket sales. They are not flying like hotcakes. I bet after this, they fly like hotcakes. They're going to play. And shout out. Guess what? My what? little cousin. Loves this podcast more. Oh my! This is the, this is like cousin. the millionth time I've heard of a little cousin liking. How old? 
at least 23. Oh, okay. Oh so I, I heard of like a 15-year-old little cousin listens to this. I'm like, that's Isn't fascinating. That careful now. Careful now. Careful now. <laughs> careful now. Hope they liked my I don't think so, honey, about eating ass. 23. 23 is the sweet spot. Perfect age. Um, Sarah Squirm, and you got to follow Helltrap Nightmare. What a, what a huge, 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 huge force. We love them. Chicago my legends God. now in oh, LA. Oh my God. Um, Sarah, we love you. This is fucking, this was a blast. This was we a had damn a blast. We, we had, had a hoop. <laughs> we were hooping and hollering. And holler. We were hooping and hollering. And we do end every episode with a song, but none more classic than the one we're about to sing right now. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I've heard. I've never sung so low in my life. One of the most beautiful songs of all time. To hear more of that, watch The Wizard of Oz. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.